Merhaba. Welcome to Coaching Kinetics, a learning podcast where we explore the world of academic coaching aimed at developing leaders and inspiring learners in the Middle East. As educators, parents, and students, we're committed to sharing the latest trends, strategies, and techniques used by academic coaches to improve student engagement and performance. We also discuss ways in which parents can create a nurturing learning environment at home. Our guests include experts in the field, experienced educators, and parents who are all dedicated to helping students achieve their full potential. Join us on this journey as we discover new ways to support student success. All right. So first of all, welcome everyone to the Coaching Kinetics podcast. Um, So in this space, not only do we discuss topics related to coaching and education, but we discuss anything coaching. And Carol, I'm just prefacing uh, this with that because guess what? You're our first guest and this is our first um, episode ever. So welcome, Carol Keith. Well, thank you. This is exciting. It's so exciting. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to have you because um, not only are you a super established coach, you are an MCC uh, credited by the ICF. Um, I know you're a coach trainer. I know you are, you're like one of the biggest names in coaching. In, I mean, I'm just so honored to have you. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I absolutely love your work. And I, and the more we can do to promote what you're doing, the better it will be for sure for everyone. Thanks, Carol. So today I wanted to have a little talk with you. Why coaching and academics? One of the feelings that I had um, years ago when I started um, doing some academic coaching with young people is that they get to, a uh, and and rightly so, this is not a criticism in any way, but they get to a place in their lives where they're making that transition from being told what to do all the time to having to develop some of the skills of uh, making their own decisions and making wise decisions and making wise choices. And oftentimes our uh, school settings are strictly revolving around the actual um, skill sets, such as math and science and art and music and things like that, as opposed to incorporating the whole being of young people, which would help them, uh, again, to make some very wise decisions in their lifetime. So one of the reasons I got into coaching that um, demographic was the fact that I felt like students were a little bit behind in making, um, in, in knowing themselves well enough to understand what makes them tick, um, where they, what kinds of people they enjoy being around, how they study, um, what derails them from getting certain things done, that kind of thing, which I think is an important set of life skills to take with you once you have flown the nest and you're uh, ready to make some of those decisions on your own. So I felt as though coaching was very valuable in bolstering the whole human, um, not just having our muscles of skill sets strengthened and then having some weak muscles on the other side. So yeah, that's my thought. What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed how you mentioned about what students learning about what makes them tick, because it's not just about what makes them tick. It's also about what makes them go. 
Um, a lot of times our students just simply don't have the space to get to know themselves enough to be able to figure out what motivates them, what excites them, where are they going, what do they actually want to do apart from where the, what their parents want them to do. Um, so it's, it's really nice for them to have the opportunity to be able to sort of separate themselves um, from everything that's happening around them and see things like they're able to see things from the outside almost like it's like an out, out of I, I know what I like I know what I'm good at I know where my strengths are and I know the areas that I need to work on and our students unfortunately don't always have that opportunity and I think that might be part of what gets in the way yeah yeah, and you know, the other piece of that that I might add, Islam, is that we do have students, and I, I remember having several over there, they really have not necessarily taken the time um, to delve into who they are, um, even sometimes how they feel about things, right. because they're involved in a lot of academics. There's a lot of, uh, of, of work that is given to them. Um, some of them may be involved in extracurricular activities, um, or maybe even a family business, those kinds of things, and not necessarily given the time to think about what do they feel. And those are just such important skills for them to be developing while they're young, while they're still under their, their parents' home, so they have the opportunity to make some, make some choices, maybe a couple of missteps here or there. Um, gain some correction, you know, the guardrails as well. And it's, it's it just to develop those skills early. It has, I have found particularly coaching adults as I go along in life, um, had those skills been developed early, those guardrails been put in place. Um, it, we would, um, we would be, we would be really encouraging the rest of society as we go along. So let me ask you this. Who is the best candidate? Well, I'm a firm believer, Islam. I think you know that, that um, coaching is valuable. There's certainly schools of thought within the coaching realm that there are people who are just simply not coaching. I'm not sure that I fully espouse to that. I think most of what happens is that there are people in certain places in their lives that maybe are not in a moment where they are willing to accept the possibility that there are other ways of looking at things, different perspectives, different ways of changing. So I think any student who is willing to look at themselves differently, look at their situation differently, try other things, have a little bit of that adventurous spirit, willing to try something new, willing to take the time and look at themselves. Um, but then it also could be you know, also could be those students who maybe feel as though they've gotten stuck, whether it's stuck in a certain habit that they do their they do their homework in the same way all the time, and it maybe worked for this class, but it doesn't work for another. Um, so it's really kind of both sides: one who are willing to look at other possibilities, students who are willing to look at other possibilities, and also students who may have may may feel stuck. Um, in certain areas of their lives. 
So what I'm hearing is um, that coaching is for everybody and it's not necessarily an intervention. Yes, I agree. I mean, I have a, I have a, a mindset of the fact that we have ideas that, that are in ourselves. Almost, I like to think of it as a, almost like a conveyor belt going in between our head and our heart and our gut and our thoughts keep going around inside. And even our habits are formed from some things like that. But if we don't speak them out, um, we're missing other perspectives. So the first perspective we get is by speaking it out loud. And another perspective that would be shining some light on it would be that of a coach that's saying, hey, what did that sound like when you said it out loud? Or, well, what other perspectives are possible? Oftentimes when our conveyor belt, so to speak, is going in and around in the dark, we really only have kind of an either or perspective. We come up with two plausible ideas in our own minds and we all, we need coaches to help us expand our vistas and say, oh, there's other ways to look at this and how might that be helpful to moving forward? That sounds really powerful, Carol. Sounds really, really powerful. But how does academic coaching differ from other student support systems out there, like having a counselor or a school therapist? Or, I mean, how is the role of the academic coach any different? Well, there's a big difference between um, therapy and counseling. So, in um, typically in counseling, they are focused again back on those skill sets. That's what guidance counselors are designed to do and equipped to do. Uh, what classes does Susie need to take in order to be able to graduate and to possibly bolster a, uh, an advanced degree in something like that? Um, therapy across the board, not just in schools, but across the board, is designed with a diagnostic um, base. So... A therapist would be looking to find out um, maybe how we got to this place and what might we do to uh, sort through it, figure out maybe uh, what might be the next steps. Sometimes therapy also involves some sort of medicine of some kind. Coaching, I love to use the analogy of, of being in a forest with, uh, with a coach, and a, a coach would would encourage you to climb to the top of the tree and look at all the vistas that are possible for you. You might choose to jump to the next tree. You might choose to just sit up there and enjoy the view. You might choose to come down from the tree. You quite frankly might choose not to get out of the forest at all, but opening the vistas to clients, kind of like we talked about a minute ago, the perspectives that are possible gives an academic student some autonomy, which they need to learn to flex that muscle before it's actually thrust upon them in adulthood. So we're really trying to almost think of, think of it as a, as a trainer for them. We're actually truly trying to use the different muscles that are not typically used in academia, simply because there's only so much time in a day for, for teachers to teach students. Um, we're trying to flex some extra muscles that will help them become better adults. I like that. 
I wish I had a coach when I was uh, a younger person. That would have really, I wonder, I wonder what my life would have looked like. Because I think it sounds like having a coach at that age helps you not only know yourself, but know what possibilities there are around you, apart from what, for example, your parents might want for you or what your counselor might want for you. It it gives you an opportunity to sort of um, not just see your strengths, but use them and recognize your passions and kind of incorporate that into your strengths and then hopefully propel you towards where you really need to be. How many of us, um, like in our age group, have actually been through one or two or even three different careers before we ended up here as coaches? Now, and you know, that leads me, that, that was actually the passion that I had, Islam, when I started coaching young people. I realized that because there was such a heavy emphasis on the skills of academics, that there was a, a strong um, emotional repercussions of feeling as though you were either a success or a failure. And what I was hoping to do with the coaching process was encouraging and empowering young people to realize that they have certain skills, certain hard skills like math and science and, and art and music, and yet they also have a whole plethora of soft skills that they can use. Oh, I'm going being... to interrupt you. We're not going to okay. from soft skills. Ask me why. Okay, Maybe we why? have a whole other episode about that. Okay. I feel like those skills should not be referred to as soft. Only because skills like empathy and skills like being able to advocate for yourself and others, these are the skills that actually got us through the pandemic. These are well, the skills, yes. yeah. So they are not soft by any means. These are, I want, you know what I call them now? I call them human skills. I because, love that. human yeah. skills. Yeah. And I think, you know, and that that of course ties in beautifully with where I was headed with that was the fact that mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, and I know I know what you want to do as well, is encourage the students that we don't have full control over what life will throw at us, as was evidenced by at least the last two or three years. And so the ability to bob and weave and to and to really be successful on multiple fronts in terms of our personal growth um, is important. And I think for students who, just for example, might be extraordinary at economics, well, let's look at all of the different human skills that you possess. How many different ways can you use economics and still be true to the human skills that you really resonate with? doesn't mean you have to do this particular thing. There's several different things. And to develop those skills, the wholeness of it, helps students to weather the unexpected. And the unexpected is going to continue to happen. It may mm-hmm. not come in a form of, of the pandemic. It might come in the form of, of, of economic collapses or uh, political changes or just any number of things that are often thrown at us. And even the mistakes that we can make ourselves, but how are we as a whole human going to learn from that experience and move forward? And the time is ripe with young students in academic coaching to really 
empower them to be able to weather these storms as well. I mean, I think you really summed it up quite nicely. The world is definitely um, evolved. Like I, I want to say evolving. There's a lot of change happening. I, I hope it's for the better of, you know, the human race, but it's just sometimes it doesn't feel that way. So I think unexpected, unexpected. So I think having those coaching skills can help you also deal with those feelings as well. It seems indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now that we know that the landscape is changing in, and I mean, I I think a lot of universities now don't even offer um, courses where you have to attend. um, You have to attend in person hundred percent of the time. I, I feel like, I mean, you look at people in a workplace situation, they often have the um, option to work from home right now. So things are changing and we are learning to pivot and roll with the punches and do all of that stuff. But let me ask you this, who can be an academic coach? Like we talked about who can be coached, what does coaching look like in an academic um Uh, setting, but who would be the ideal candidate for being a coach in an academic, um, um, in in an educational setting? Mm. You know, I think first and foremost, um, Islam, it would really be to have a heart um, for young people, to have a heart for where they are at this particular moment in time. Um, want to bolster them in the sense of exercising all of those muscles to move forward. And then after that, certainly someone who has, um, quite frankly, some understanding of human nature, in spite of the fact that the world is in a great deal of upheaval and change, as it probably always will be, there are certain things about us as humans that are patterned, and we have, we have certain patterns that we follow. So knowing something about human nature, and then also spending some time knowing about what coaching actually is, <clears throat> and the types of skills that we employ to help people help themselves. So coaching is not a profession in which we give direction. It is a profession where we are opening space for discovery. And yet there's a very um, specific way to do that. And so I think I would say in that order, I, I have passion for young people, passion for helping them grow and empowering them. Um, understanding something about human nature and the world today. Um, One of the things that I have always been a student of in my own career is intergenerational trends and conflicts and conflict resolution and communication styles, which I think is important for us to understand how we are changing to a degree. And then I would say lastly, um, but not any less important would be understanding um, the nature of coaching and, and how it's valuable. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? You don't actually have to be from an academic background mm. to be able to help someone. 
in a, in a coaching scenario, like I'll give you a real life coaching scenario. I was um, coaching a student who was failing physics. Guess who never took grade 12 physics right here, this coach. Okay. Yet he ended up, um, his grade went up 12%, 12%. So was I tutoring him in physics? Absolutely not, because I know nothing about physics. Um, but we were able to discover, again, we talked about those human skills. We were able to discover um, what human skills he could really lean into to help him figure out what the issue was. And actually, it was just a communication issue with one of his teachers. And he had a hard time asking for help. He didn't know how. We were able to do some exercises and and once he kind of got over that and was able to advocate for himself and say, hey, this is what I need and this is what I have, he was, a, he was just amazing. Um, and it's nice to see that. And the fact that coaching isn't an intervention as well makes our job a lot lighter because, yes, we are dealing with people who may be going through something, but because we don't have that responsibility of having to give advice or having to give, you know, recommendations or anything like that. There's no, what's that word I'm looking for? Again, it's just responsibility. Like you are responsible to providing a, a safe space for your, your client to unpack their ideas and, and all the rest, but you're not required to offer um, any kind of direction. So for me, it really keeps the, it keeps our relationship very pure. It's, it's very nice. So I'm sorry, I literally went off topic here. Not at all. I, one of the things I'd love to add to what you said too, um, for, for you is that one of the, one of the gems that you provide this, this, this young person is also the ability to see that it, that the, that their mindset around it that you were able to assist them changing is something they can use in a lot of other areas just beyond physics. So that so that's the beauty of coaching. Whatever changes or transformations or different perspectives that students get from the coaching space are applicable in all areas of their lives because yeah. those patterns are patterns that we develop and we use them and when they when they work in one setting, we use them in multiple settings. So it may not just be physics. It might be a communication issue with someone else. And those yeah. kinds of things will pop back up. And yeah. they're able to say, we, oh, we, here's we, what we I can do. do. That absolutely all the time. It's not just the physics. It's also relationships with peers and parents. And it's also um, just, it's more than just, okay, this is my GPA and I want to raise it. Because we work with kids that have a 4.0 GPA all the time, don't we? Like it's yes, not just it's not just the kids who need help. It's for anybody who wants to take that step forward. But I have another question for you, Carol. What kind of ex like results can we expect? Like if let's just pretend for a minute, we use, we use a lot of visualization in coaching. So let's just take a moment and just imagine that all across the world, coaching has been implemented let's say from high school onwards, 
coaching is a thing. It's not something that we have to explain what it is to everyone we meet because people know it. Um, if coaching is implemented in the classroom by teachers and outside of the classroom by the students, what would that look like? Is it possible to say heaven on earth? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we would have, I dare say, if we're going to really future visualize this, that we would have an entirely different uh, international political climate. Because I think we would have um, a level of self-awareness that has heretofore never been experienced. It would be extraordinary to have and produce, um, encourage students that not only can think for themselves, but they actually take time to think before they speak, before they interact. They're encouraged to live their fullest potential, encouraged to mid-course correction if they need to do so, but without baggage. Um, I mean, the, the, the possibilities are absolutely endless on that one as well. Absolutely endless. Okay, so let's just peel it back a little bit because you know me, I always get ahead of myself. I'm, I'm a little excited because I'm really happy to be able to offer a, an academic coach training program in this area, in this part of the world. Um, where we don't necessarily have many options for it. And in the beginning, it sounded very overwhelming, like, oh, my God, like no one else is doing this. But then it's like, oh, my God, nobody else is doing this. Let's do this. And because we need it, especially being a former teacher, I know that we need it. And looking at my own kids, I have two teenagers, and I'm thinking, wow, they need it. So for me, I get, I'm, I'm just a little bit excited about that. So let me kind of calm myself down a little bit and ask you this, the same question, but in a different way. What if we had that in one school? What if we were able to offer academic coaching in one school? What would that look like for these students? Well, I think, again, um, exercising all those muscles cannot be said enough. Um, You know, I I envision maybe maybe large as well, like you do, um, just graduating a class of, of students that have been through academic coaching. I just have no doubt, for example, that in their graduation speeches, you would hear the difference of students who were um, confidently empowered in themselves. And I don't mean in a selfish way, but in a, in, in a way of wanting to then be of service to fellow man and whatever it is that they choose to do with themselves, but have a have a confidence in themselves that will weather um, whatever happens next in life. And to you, and, and quite frankly, I could even see the guidance counselors 
being enthusiastic about the fact that these students are well prepared to move into adulthood. I think I want to end on that note because you just gave me um, goosebumps and I feel like whoever's listening is going to want to take a minute, Carol, Um, just envisioning all of these students who are not only pursuing their own dreams, but taking into consideration the people and the places around them. Like they're not, they're not selfish dreams. They're whole dreams. They're dreams that are like, it would be nice if we lived in a world where your dream for yourself actually helped me. Mm -hmm. And actually this is kind of what's happening between you and I right now, right? Like my dream, <laughs> um, when you're like, I get to rely on you and your dream is to help others and to help, um, you know, uh, coaches. And, and that was, that's been our relationship since day one. So it's so nice to see that in practice. And it would be really nice to see that with a younger population. We've been too focused on just ourselves for the longest time. And I think it's, I think it's time, like if the world is trying to tell us anything, the world is basically trying to tell us to just stop and take a minute, reflect and help each other out. So I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to have this chat and I hope we get to um, chat again very soon. And is there anything else that you wanted to add at all? Well, I just think this is absolutely fantastic, and I thank you so much for inviting me to be part of it, Um, and I wish it the very, very, very best success. One last word, Carol. One word to a potential academic coach. What advice do you give them? Mm. Dream big. Nice. Nice. All right, Carol, thank you so much. I'm going to go and uh, dream big myself right now and plan our next uh, episode. And hopefully we will have you back real soon. Thank you. Thank you so much.